romance and realism chapters one two and three of joseph conrad by hugh walpole this librivox recording is in the public domain romance and realism chapter one the terms romance and realism have been used of late years very largely as a means of escape from this business of the creation of character the purely romantic novel may now be said to be in england at any rate absolutely dead mr frank swinnerton in his study of robert louis stevenson said stevenson reviving the never very prosperous romance of england created a school which has brought romance to be the sweepings of an old costume chest if romance is to be conventional in a double sense if it spring not from a personal vision of life but is only a tedious virtuosity a pretence a conscious toy romance as an art is dead the art was jaded when reed finished his vociferous carpet-beating but it was not dead and if it is dead stevenson killed it we may differ very considerably from mr swinnerton with regard to his estimate of stevenson's present and future literary value without denying that the date of the publication of st ives was also the date of the death of the purely romantic novel but surely here as mr swinnerton himself infers the term romantic is used in the limited and truncated idea that has formed lately the popular idea of romance in exactly the same way the term realism has recently been most foolishly and uncritically handicapped romance in its modern use covers everything that is removed from reality i like romances we hear the modern readers say because they take me away from real life which i desire to forget in the same way realism is defined by its enemies as a photographic enumeration of unimportant facts by an observant pessimist i like realism admirers of a certain order of novel exclaim because it is so like life it tells me just what i myself see every day i know where i am nevertheless impatient though we may be of these utterly false ideas of romance and realism a definition of those terms that will satisfy every one is almost impossible i cannot hope to achieve so exclusive an ambition i can only say that to myself realism is the study of life with all the rational faculties of observation reason and reminiscence romance is the study of life with the faculties of imagination i do not mean that realism may not be emotional poetic even lyrical but it is based always upon truth perceived and recorded it is the essence of observation in the same way romance may be indeed must be accurate and defined in its own world but its spirit is the spirit of imagination working often upon observation and sometimes simply upon inspiration it is at any rate understood here that the word romance does not for a moment imply a necessary divorce from reality nor does realism imply a detailed and dusty preference for morbid and unagreeable subjects it is possible for romance to be as honestly and clearly perceptive as realism but it is not so easy for it to be so because imagination is more difficult of discipline than observation it is possible for realism to be as eloquent and potential as romance although it cannot so easily achieve eloquence because of its fear of deserting truth 
moreover with regard to the influence of foreign literature upon the english novel it may be suggested that the influence of the french novel which was at its strongest between the years of eighteen eighty five and eighteen ninety five was towards realism and that the influence of the russian novel which has certainly been very strongly marked in england during the last years is all towards romantic realism if we wished to know exactly what is meant by romantic realism such a novel as the brothers karamazov such a play as the cherry orchard are there before us as the best possible examples we might say in a word that karamazov has in the england of nineteen fifteen taken the place that was occupied in eighteen ninety by madame bovary romance and realism chapter two it is joseph conrad whose influence is chiefly responsible for this development in the english novel just as in the early nineties mr henry james and mr rudyard kipling the one potential the other kinetic influenced beyond all contemporary novelists the minds of their younger generation so to-day twenty-five years later do mr joseph conrad and mr h g wells the one potential the other kinetic hold that same position joseph conrad from the very first influenced though he was by the french novel showed that realism alone was not enough for him that is to say that in presenting the case of almayer it was not enough for him merely to state as truthfully as possible the facts those facts sorted as they are make the story of almayer's degradation sufficiently realistic when it is merely recorded and perceived by any observer but upon these recorded facts conrad's imagination without for a moment deserting the truth worked beautifying ennobling it giving it pity and terror above all putting it into relation with the whole universe the whole history of the cycle of life and death as i have said the romantic novel in its simplest form was used very often by writers who wished to escape from the business of the creation of character it had not been used for that purpose by sir walter scott who was indeed the first english romantic realist but it was so used by his successors who found a little optimism a little adventure a little colour and a little tradition go a long way towards covering the required ground conrad had from the first a poet's that is to say a romantic mind and his determination to use that romance realistically was simply his determination to justify the full play of his romantic mind in the eyes of all honest men in that intention he has absolutely succeeded he has not abated one jot of his romance nostromo lord jim heart of darkness are amongst the most romantic things in all our literature but the last charge that any critic can make against him is falsification whether of facts of inference or of consequence the whole history of his development has for its keystone this determination to save his romance by his reality to extend his reality by his romance he found in english fiction little that could assist him in this development the russian novelists were to supply him with his clue this whole question of russian influence is difficult to define but that conrad has been influenced by turgenev a little and by dostoevsky very considerably cannot be denied 
crime and punishment the idiot the possessed the brothers karamazov are romantic realism at the most astonishing heights that this development of the novel is ever likely to attain we will never see again heroes of the prince mishkin dmitri karamazov and nicholas stavrogin build men so real to us that no change of time or place age or sickness can take them from us men so beautifully lit with the romantic passion of dostoevsky's love of humanity that they seem to warm the whole world as we know it with the fire of their charity that power of creating figures typical as well as individual has been denied to conrad captain anthony nostromo jim do not belong to the whole world nor do they escape the limitations and confinements that their presentation as cases involves on them moreover conrad does not love humanity he feels pity tenderness admiration but love except for certain of his sea heroes never and even with his sea heroes it is love built on his scorn of the land dostoevsky scorned no one and nothing as relentless in his pursuit of the truth as stendhal or flaubert he found humanity as he investigated it beautiful because of its humanity conrad finds humanity pitiable because of its humanity nevertheless he has been influenced by the russian writer continuously and sometimes obviously in at least one novel under western eyes the influence has led to imitation for that reason perhaps that novel is the least vital of all his books and we feel as though dostoevsky had given him razumov to see what he could make of him and had remained too overwhelmingly curious an onlooker to allow independent creation what however conrad has in common with the creator of raskolnikov is his thrilling pursuit of the lives the hearts the minutest details of his characters conrad alone of all english novelists shares this zest with the great russian dostoevsky found his romance in his love of his fellow-beings conrad finds his in his love of beauty his poets cry for colour but their realism they find together in the hearts of men and they find it not as flaubert that they make of it a perfect work of art not as turgenev that they may extract from it a flower of poignant beauty not as tolstoy that they may from it found a gospel simply they pursue their quest because the breathless interest of the pursuit is stronger than they they have both of them created characters simply because characters demanded to be created we feel that emile bovary was dragged painfully arduously against all the strength of her determination out of the shades where she was lurking mishkin the karamazovs and in their own degree nostromo almayer mcwhir demanded that they should be flung upon the page instead of seizing upon romance as a means of avoiding character he has triumphantly forced it to aid him in the creation of the lives that through him demand existence this may be said to be the great thing that conrad has done for the english novel he has brought the zest of creation back into it the french novelist used life to perfect their art the russian novelist used art to liberate their passion for life that at this moment in russia the novel has lost that zest that the work of kuprin artsibayev zologub merejovsky andreev shows exhaustion and sterility means nothing 
the stream will soon run full again meanwhile we in england know once more what it is to feel in the novel the power behind the novelist to be ourselves in the grip of a force that is not afraid of romance nor ashamed of realism that cares for life as life and not as a means of proving the necessity for form the danger of too many adjectives the virtues of the divorce laws or the paradise of free love romance and realism chapter three finally what will be the effect of the work of joseph conrad upon the english novel of the future does this romantic realism that he has provided for us show any signs of influencing the future i think that it does in the work of all the more interesting younger english novelists in the work of mr e m forster mr d h lawrence mr j d beersford mr w l george mr frank swinnerton mr gilbert canan miss viola meinel mr brett young this influence is to be detected even with such avowed realists as mr beersford mr george and mr swinnerton the realism is of a nature very different from the realism of even ten years ago as can be seen at once by comparing so recent a novel as mr swinnerton's on the staircase with mr arnold bennett's sacred and profane love or mr galsworthy's man of property and mr e m forster is a romantic realist of most curious originality whose longest journey and howard's end may possibly provide the historian of english literature with dates as important as the publication of almayer's folly in eighteen ninety five the answer to this question does not properly belong to this essay it is at any rate certain that neither the old romance nor the old realism can return we have been shown in nostromo something that has the colour of treasure island and the reality of new grub street if on the one hand the pessimists lament that the english novel is dead that everything that can be done has been done there is surely on the other hand some justification for the optimists who believe that at few periods in english literature has the novel shown more signs of a thrilling and original future for signs of the possible development of conrad himself one may glance for a moment at his last novel victory the conclusion of chance and the last volume of short stories had shown that there was some danger lest romance should divorce him ultimately from reality victory splendid tale though it is does not entirely reassure us the theme of the book is the pursuit of almost helpless uprightness and innocence by almost helpless evil and malignancy that is to say that the strength and virtue of heist and lena are as elemental and independent of human will and effort as the villainy and slime of mr jones and ricardo conrad has here then returned to his old early demonstration that nature is too strong for man and i feel as though in this book he had intended the whole affair to be blown finally sky-high by some natural volcanic eruption he prepares for that eruption and when for some reason or another that elemental catastrophe is prevented he consoles himself by strewing the beach of his island with the battered corpses of his characters 
it is in such a wanton conclusion following as it does immediately upon the finest strongest and most beautiful thing in the whole of conrad the last conversation between heist and lena that we see this above-mentioned divorce from reality we see it again in the more fantastic characteristics of mr jones and ricardo in the presence of the orangutan and in other smaller and less important effects at the same time his realism when he pleases as in the arrival of the boat of the thirst-maddened trio on the island beach is as magnificent in its austerity and truth as ever it was will he allow his imagination to carry him wildly into fantasy and incredibility he has not during these last years exerted the discipline and restraint that were once his law nevertheless at the last when one looks back over twenty years from the almayer's folly of eighteen ninety five to the victory of nineteen fifteen one realizes that it was for the english novel no mean nor insignificant fortune that brought the author of those books to our shores to give a fresh impetus to the progress of our literature and to enrich our lives with a new world of character and high adventure end of romance and realism chapters one two and three end of joseph conrad by hugh walpole